What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to the Hoop Ball Nets Podcast. Okay, so we I don't want to say we took a break, but it's been a while since we recorded. Our semester of school started back up, and things are kind of hectic now. Like, I have a calculus test tomorrow I have to study for after this, and uh, yeah, we just had a whole bunch of school stuff to do, but we're back. And uh, before we get into things, we kind of have a packed episode today, but before we get into things, make sure you guys go subscribe to us on iTunes. You can look up Brooklyn Nets, you can look up Hoopball Nets, you can look up Nets, <laughs> and we'll come up. Make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and a review. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. In fact, we have a review to read right now. This is my favorite one, so I gotta read this. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right, so we only got four stars on this one, which is crazy because it seems to agree with us. So I don't know why you didn't swing us the extra star. But it's okay. But... It's okay. Four stars is still good. But regardless, this man Tanner Dot Berglund said. Dudley and his turtleneck can stay <laughs> on the bench. I 100% agree with you guys. Thank you, now, uh, Tanner. By far, this is my favorite review in terms of content that we've received so far. Because of the amount that I would love to see Jared Dudley not step foot on the court. I, I, you already know I believe that he can do his veteran leadership on court coaching and wisdom on the bench he can see the I mean, court he's instead doing of being it right on now. the court he's doing it right now he's really become like a kind of a reporter on twitter he's like oh we, i think the nets are gonna get ad i think the lakers are gonna get ad like he's really on it on twitter and everything he's a pretty good follower on twitter to be completely honest he's just not a good player in basketball so anymore <laughs> um so yeah make sure you guys go leave a review uh five stars please and uh, yeah, we're going to read everyone on the podcast. Make sure you go subscribe to us on Twitter. Tweet us questions. We love to answer them. Follow us at HoopBallNets. And uh, yeah, shout out to Hawaiian House Kona Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other HoopBall podcast. You can find them at High Kona Coffee on Twitter. It's H-I-K-O-N-A Coffee. You can look them up on Amazon. Amazing coffee. Go check it out. Uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, so the Nets played four games. Since the last time we've recorded. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. So, we we, we usually start with uh, going over the games and everything. We're going to go over four games today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing crazy. But what we want to start with is D'Angelo Russell being snubbed from the All-Star team. Okay. So, there's a chance he still makes the All-Star team because they included Victor Oladipo and... Oladipo's out for the season, as you likely know. So, they need a replacement. Right now, the candidates to replace... According to Woj... Are D'Angelo Russell and Jimmy Butler, although a lot of people are also saying Eric Bledsoe. Now, Adam Silver came out of nowhere with a Goran Dragic placement last year. So, what Woj says is not guaranteed. And... But it's not just Woj, like J.E. Skeets, a whole okay, bunch of people, yeah. Charles Barkley, a Shaq, lot of Kenny do Smith. Agree that it should be D'Angelo Russell, and I agree it should be D'Angelo Russell. But there's no guarantee that they don't come out of nowhere with this Eric Bledsoe thing, being that he's on the Bucks. I could see it happen. I hope not, but it, there's a possibility. The thing, so if you guys didn't know, the All Star reserves from the East were Bradley Beal, 
completely deserves it. Blake Griffin deserves it. Ben Simmons deserves it. Depot deserves it. <sighs> Vucevic, fine, deserves it. But Chris Middleton and Kyle Lowry. Okay, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. I'll say here. he. I'll say he deserves it, not over D'Lo, but he deserves it. He but deserves it. Chris Middleton. No, he doesn't. Chris Middleton. You're off your rocker if you think that this man deserves it. He averages what? Like he averages okay, like fifteen, so I six, and four. I believe that if you're going to put a buck in, that it should have. It should have been Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe is having a better season than Chris Middleton. So I would have been okay seeing Bledsoe make it and D'Angelo Russell replace Oladipo. But there's also another dark horse candidate that could make it. Well, there's two. Zach Levine and Andre Drummond okay, Zach, on the horizon. <laughs> Zach Levine is definitely not making it. But I'm saying Drogic was not even mentioned by people last year. and came out of nowhere with that. I just want to say if Silver. Jimmy Butler makes it. If Adam Silver appoints Jimmy Butler an all-star after him being a complete pain in the rear end the entire season and a locker room cancer, then we need to have a talk because there's no way he deserves to be an all-star. He averages like, since he's gone to the Sixers, he's averaged like 19 points per game. So I, I really don't think he should be. There's, I think D'Lo should have made it off rip. Forget the injury replacement. Like He should have made it over Chris Middleton. No, Matt, like, fine. It's Chris Middleton's first All-Star game. Whoop-de-whoop. The Bucks are, what, the, the one seed, the two seed yeah. in, the, in the East? The seed, That's yeah. cool. But, like, I don't understand. The Nets weren't even supposed to make the playoffs. And then Karis LeVert went down. And they're still the sixth seed. And all thanks to, De- not all thanks, but in large part to D'Angelo Russell. So I don't know how. He doesn't make it. And then people are saying, like, it's because the team success. Okay, well, the Magic are absolute garbage. The Pistons are garbage. The, the like, that's not, that's not, uh, who else? The Timberwolves are garbage. That, the Pelicans are garbage. But, like, I don't, that doesn't mean anything to me. It's clearly not all based on team success. I mean, of course, it's going to be hard for someone on the 15 seed team to make it, but... The Nets are the sixth yeah, seed. The sixth seed is not low. Like, like I, there were even people saying that Luka Doncic should have made it over Clay Thompson or or Rudy or, Gobert. Or Rudy Gobert. Or Marcus Aldridge. I, my opinion, Doncic and Gobert over Clay and Aldridge. But that's for a different time. But yeah, we we honestly think D D'Lo should have made it. I think it's because like he just doesn't get enough credit from the coaches. I don't think he gets enough like the Nets as a team don't get enough what national was, media coverage. What I was telling Najee is that think of the games that D'Angelo Russell does not play well and has to sit out the whole fourth quarter. The other coach, the opposing coach, probably does not get D'Lo's respect for that. But I feel like they doesn't get their respect. I feel like they see like when he eats around the league, though. Like they have to look at tape for D'Lo, and they see he's nice. But then they play him, and they're like, "Wow, he's easy to stop when he has a bad game against them," and that loses their vote. I don't buy that because, like, think about it when they're when they're scouting the Nets. Who's the Nets? Like, they know the number one option is D'Lo. And whether he scores two points and seven assists, like, they know this is an off night. Like, he, he of but, course, like... But even so, like, the guys on this list go off no matter what. Okay, Chris Middleton Chris does not Middleton, go off no matter except what. Except for Chris Middleton. Lowry will get his assists and whatever. Lowry even has off nights. I could, I could agree with Lowry not making it, but I think he deserves it because 
of how good the Raptors are and he's facilitating. But Middleton does not deserve it at all. That's Me, opinion. personally, I just think it's because the um, the Nets don't get enough national media coverage and a lot of people still think they're the laughingstock of the league when that's not true. They have the least amount of attendance in the entire NBA, which is sick because they've won their last seven games at Barclays. So, like, I don't know what else they have to do. Maybe they have to be, like, once. I maybe once they're in the do playoffs. I believe that their arena can hold enough fans to expand attendance much. That's my opinion. I mean, the Barclays is a pretty lit arena. But it's pretty small. Yeah. That's the thing. So, if you're okay with not as many fans being there, but it being packed while they are there, then... Oh, no. We're watching the Spurs game right now, and Trevion Graham looks like he just got shaken up. Oh, about this Spurs game. Like we said, it's going on right now. It's like the third quarter. I said D'Lo needs to come out and 40 bomb the Spurs. It doesn't look like he's going to do that. But he needs to have at least 25. Like a good game from D'Lo. Just to, uh, just to reassure Adam Silver that he's going to make the right choice. But yes, we just wanted to cover D'Lo getting snubbed because it's, it's and, a travesty. And another quick thing that happened before the games. Spencer Dinwiddie, like our... 2K Sim had predicted. Oh my god! Is out four to six weeks. I completely forgot. When, when, shout out to Dwayne Chandler on Twitter, one of our, probably our biggest fans. Shout out to you because you always listen to every episode. You always tweet us. Like, we really do appreciate it. We didn't even notice that the Dinwiddie injury was the same one as in our 2K Sim episode until he tweeted us. And then we looked back at it, we looked back at it, and we were like, Whoa, that's crazy. I kind of want to say we jinxed it, but I also really hope we didn't. If anything, all right, so if you guys don't know, Spencer Dinwiddie's out for, the, he just got surgery on his thumb. He doesn't have like an official timetable, but once when Woj originally tweeted it out, it was three to six weeks. So we're just going to go with three to six weeks. So um, if we are the cause of that, we sincerely apologize to every Nets fan that's been and Spencer Dinwiddie that 2K uh, ruined your uh, season. But hopefully he can still come back and be sixth man of the year because I really feel like he would have won it had he played the entire season. So the Nets waived Kenneth Fareed, and it was pretty obvious he was going to go to the Rockets. They needed a big man. He wanted to go there. And upon starting for the Rockets... In five games, he's averaging in 30.7 minutes per game. He's averaging 15.2 points, 9.8 rebounds, 1.2 steals, 1.4 blocks on 56.4% shooting. So He's basically putting him 15 and 10. He's basically also proving our point that we wanted him to be the starting power forward for the Nets. Over Jared Dudley. But now he's the Rockets' treasure the Nets trash is the Rockets treasure, so <laughs> I guess that's how it works. Okay, so on to the box score. We're going to start with the Magic. The Nets took this one home, 114 to 110. Um, they It was a tight game all throughout. The highest differential in points throughout a quarter was quarter three when the Nets outscored the Magic by three. And... Uh, yeah, the Nets shot 47.8% from the field while the Magic shot 42.7. They both basically took the same amount of three-pointers. The Magic took 34 and Nets took 32. Nets knocked down 10 of them. Magic knocked down 11 of them. And then uh, the Nets lost the turnover battle 16-13. to And they won the rebound battle 45-42. to On to the box score. 
Um, Jonathan Isaac, who has had an iffy season. I was big on Jonathan Isaac coming into the season. And so, like, Hootball as a website was big on Jonathan Isaac coming into the season. But uh, he was pretty disappointing in the beginning. Now he's starting to turn it around quite a quite a bit. 16 points, 5 of 12 shooting, 4 of 7 from the three-point line, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 blocks, and a steal. So it was a good game from Jonathan Isaac. Aaron Gordon. I don't know what to say about like I can never gauge whether or not Eric Gordon's a good player. He he's hot and cold. He has his good games and bad. But games. like, what do you think his ceiling is? Like, I mean, do you think he, Eric Gordon will ever be an All Star? He could be. Like, yeah. if he has one of those seasons. Yeah, I mean, I I think he'll be similar to the career path of like Mike Conley. Like, he'll never quite yeah. make it, but he'll always be relevant. Mm-hmm. And teams will want him when he's available, but he'll never. He'll never be like an absolute star. All speaking of star, all star. Oh, I was just about to say that. Twenty-one points on nine of twenty shooting, fourteen rebounds, five assists, four blocks, and two steals. So he just did everything in the box score. <laughs> yeah, he had a great game. And then DJ Augustine lit up the Nets once again. Nineteen points on five of eleven shooting with six assists. And, uh, yeah, uh, only other person on that team. Sorry, we had to pause real quick. Somebody above me was felt like they wanted to move all their furniture at the same time. So uh, <laughs> there was a ruckus upstairs. But, yeah, I was saying, Jonathan Simmons, 13 points, 24 minutes, 4 or 5 shooting. You know what really, like, gets me and whenever I look at the way he spells his name? It's like J-O-N-A-Thon. It's like Jonathan. Jonathan Simmons instead of just Jonathan. I've never noticed it. <laughs> Whenever I write blurs for hoop ball, I always mess it up. But it, it, just a tidbit. His name is spelled weird. On to the Nets. Rodion's Karooks. I, I forgot Alan Crabb was even a player. Like, he should, he should <laughs> like, you might as well just shut him down. Because there's no point in bringing him back. Karooks, 22 or minutes. the trade deadline yeah, in here, yeah. you know, if you could get a taker. Facts. If you could, I mean, he's been injured and he was bad when he was playing, so I doubt he even wants him. Plus, he has a bad contract. So, Rodion's Karuk, 22 minutes, 13 points, 6 of 9 from the field, 4 rebounds, and uh, steal. Good game from him. No one else really contributed much outside of Dinwiddie and D'Lo. And, and Demar Cal. This was Dinwiddie's well, last game. The last time they played the Magic, did they not also? Eat, yeah. Yeah. Damari Carroll, 32 minutes, uh, 19 points, 6 of 13 from the field, 4 rebounds and assist. And uh, Spencer Dinwiddie in his last game, uh, before getting shut down with the surgery, well not shut down, but before uh, getting his surgery, 30 minutes, 29 points, 10 of 17 shooting, 2 of 8 from the 3-point line, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. It was a good way to go out in my opinion. And then D'Lo, 25 points, team high, 33 minutes, 9 of 21 from the field, 3 of 8 from the three-point line, 7 rebounds, 10 assists, 3 turnovers, 2 steals. A- amazing game from D'Lo. He should be an all-star, just saying. On to the Knicks. Who runs New York? The Nets run New York. I can't wait to talk about the Knicks later because the, the, we're really going to prove the Nets run, run New York. But uh, the Knicks won. Oh, I lied to you. The Nets won 109. The Nets won 109 to 99. The Nets a bench had 71 of the team. 71 points. points, At the end of the first, the Knicks were winning by seven, and then the Nets brought it back, and then it was just, it was kind of a back and forth game, but the Nets pulled away at the end. Um, 
The Nets lost the turnover ratio, the turnover battle horribly. Nineteen to eight. Yeah, and but they out rebounded them. Look at the rebounds. Sixty to forty three. Thirty three. Sixty to thirty three. That's insane. And then uh, field goal percentage, the Nets shot 40.5, while the Knicks shot 42.5. And they both shot sub 30% from the three-point line. Um, and both of them also shot sub 70% <laughs> from the free throw line. So. They definitely should have played Enos Cantor in this game because whenever Enos Cantor plays Jared Allen, he eats. He gets like 19 and 15 every time. Yeah. But they refused to play Enos Cantor and they got out rebounded by 25. Well, the person who showed out in this game was Trey Burke with one of his random spurt scoring games. Yeah, 25 and 5 on 10 of 19 shooting. We'll get to Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway <laughs> later. But. And then, uh, yeah, Kevin Knox, the savior of the Knicks, apparently had uh, 24 minutes, 7 points, 2 of 11 from the field. He was 2 and, of 11 from the field. And 5 yeah, personal yeah, yeah. fouls. Kevin Knox. And 24 minutes, he had five fouls. And then, uh, yeah, Noah Vonley, 22 minutes. Oh, no, 22 points, 9 of 18 from the field, 32 minutes, 13, 13 rebounds. rebounds. He had a great game. Oh, and Jared Allen. Oh, good not God. Jared Allen's defense has to, it has to get way He's better. He's a great shot blocker with lackluster defense overall. Yeah, like lackluster on-ball defense. Very similar to Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> That's very true. Good comparison. On to the Nets. No, nobody. Oh my good. Had to pause again because some kids wanted to play tag in the hallway that we're recording in. But uh, yeah, uh, Jared Allen, nineteen minutes, two points, one of two from the field, six rebounds, and uh, a block. We'll get to the starting lineup real quick. So Trevion Graham, five points on five shots in twenty minutes. Rodion's Crooks, eight points on nine shots in seventeen minutes. Joe Harris, 10 points on 11 shots in 27 minutes. And D'Angelo Russell, 12 points on 11 shots with four turnovers in 23 minutes. So this was very much a bench-led win over the Knicks, which says how bad the Knicks are, that the net, the net starting lineup plays this bad and the bench carries them to a win. But Yeah, Shabazz Napier, 18 points. Ed Davis, 17 and 16 in 28 and minutes. And this was Theo Pinson's breakout game. 19 points on 5 of 11 shooting with 8 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals. He led the Nets in scoring. Yeah. And we might never see that again. So. <laughs> this was Spencer Dinwiddie's first game out. So Pinson and Shabazz Napier had to step up, and they did. Shabazz Napier was 3 of 13 from the field, but he was 11 of 12 from the free throw line. He was on his Harden stuff. So, yeah, he had two rebounds, two assists, and, uh, yeah, not much else. But he stepped up. Shabazz Napier is really, like, a primary scorer. He gets the ball in the basket, and that's what the Nets are going to need. Um Oh, nothing really to say. It's just good to see that uh, the the Knicks are trash. That's, that's all we can say. Just good to see that the Knicks suck, and uh, they're going to continue to suck for years to come. Um, on to the Celtics game, the only game that they've lost in this game that we're going to talk about. They lost 112 so, to 104. A backstory about this game. They asked Marcus Smart, who had an amazing game, about playing the Nets, and he said that... Last time he played the Nets, they told him he could. The bench told him that he could not shoot, and that they would let him shoot all day. So every time he made a three in this game, he would just stare into the Nets bench and brag when he made threes. Which he has been a solid shooter this year. So I believe their statements were a mistake because he completely lit them up in this game. 
Uh, yeah, and uh, we, we have something more to talk about because D'Lo got benched at the end of this game, and it was a big topic on Nets Twitter, and we even tweeted something out because it was I was watching the game, and I was like, why is he benched? It was we it was just hard to understand why he was benched. Did D'Angelo just make a three? No, no it was Damari Carroll. Yeah. Was D'Angelo assisted? Did he assist on the three? I don't know. I believe he did. Um, so, yeah, Celtics game. They uh, lost 112 to 104. They got outscored 23 to 16 in the fourth quarter. Celtic shot 45% from the field. Net shot 37. And uh, yeah, nothing else really crazy. The, the turnover battle 17 17. Defensive rebounds 36 32. It was a tight game when, it, when you look at like overall stats. But on to the box score. Boston, they just have, they're just so deep that so many players can light you up on a daily basis. And that's basically what happened here. Marcus Morris, 15 points. Al Horford, 14 and 11. Marcus Mart, 21. He was, he was only 4 of 10 from the three point line. Big boy. But he was 40% from the three point line. He had 21. He had seven assists. Two turnovers, five, five steals. steals, and two blocks. Yeah, Terry Rills. According yeah. to Brewski's cash counters, that is approximately 11 cash counters. Amazing game for Marcus Smart. <laughs> Terry Rozier, 14-7-7. He started for Kyrie, played the most minutes on the team at 35. Gordon Hayward's absolute garbage. No, I'm not going to say nah, that. He's, he's still rehabbing okay, from his so, injury. So as you guys know now, I'm a Celtics fan, and I must say must that, be rough. <laughs> that it's not looking too good for Gordon Hayward. Like, we, we're locked in with him for two more years, and I really am, am kind of worried. Must not be too rough. happy about it. Because Al Horford... He just doesn't look the same. Al Horford's almost gone. Gordon Hayward's scared to play basketball. Kyrie's a Nick. <laughs> so, I mean, what are you going to do in a year? Jalen Brown, 21 points, 9 of 16 from the field. And Aaron Baines, 16 points and 21 minutes, 6 rebounds. Oh, uh, yeah. The net, I mean, the Celtics had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 players in double digits. And on to the Nets, who had 4 players in double digits. Karooks played horribly. He was 1 for 9 from the field, 5 points. Ronda Ellis Jefferson started 27 minutes, 7 of 19 from the field, 14 points, 9 rebounds, 2 blocks. He only started because Trevion Graham was out. Joe Harris, old reliable, went two for eight, one for four from the three-point line, so it wasn't a good game for him. But D'Lo and Chabaz Napier combined for 45 points. D'Lo having 25, Napier having 20. D'Lo was 10 of 20 from the field. He had 25 points in 23 minutes. They both hit four threes. And uh, Shabazz... They also turned the ball over nine times between the two of them. That's not good to see, but... They did have nine assists and four steals together. So, Yeah, and at the end of this game, it was a little bit of controversy because the D'Lo got hot in the third quarter. He pulled up from like half, oh, not half, but like he pulled up from pretty deep top of the key. And it, it like rolled around, bounced up, bounced in. And he was basically on fire. And when he's on fire, we all know he's on fire. And then uh, what happened? Why did he get taken out? Tell them because you have a better grasp on it than me. So... I watched the whole film on it, and so D'Angelo Russell was wa- was watching the Celtics' possession. He he was guarding his man kind of loosely, and then the Celtics put up a shot, and he did not really go for an offensive rebound that was right in his reach. And then, well, a defensive rebound that was in his reach, and the Celtics got an offensive rebound. And then the same thing repeated for <laughs> two to three more possessions in the same possession and the Celtics had the ball for like 
um, 45 seconds to a minute straight and kept getting the offensive rebound. Ed Davis is doing his best boxing out the big man, but no one else is helping out. Sure, I noticed Damare Carroll was also standing there not doing anything, but it's it's like it's like the you you always pick out one person. The coach is not going to bench both of them. I mean, he should do that, but of course he's going to notice that D D'Lo wasn't helping with the rebound. He didn't really notice that Damare wasn't helping with the rebound. He noticed that D'Lo wasn't helping. So what happens? D'Lo gets benched. And what happens when he gets benched? Their offense goes stagnant. When their offense goes stagnant, they, they lose, lose the game. Exactly. So D'Lo had really been keeping them in this game, and he they and Atkinson took them out. Lack of took him out because of a lack of effort. And on Twitter, it was basically either yeah, I'm with it because yeah, a lack of effort. The young players need to be taught that lesson, discipline. Yeah, 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 yada yada yada. Or it was why is D'Lo at the game? We're gonna lose. It's against the Celtics. Blah blah blah. I. Personally believe this wasn't the game to teach D'Lo a lesson. Because at this point, the Nets were like 2.5 games behind the Celtics. You win this game, uh, you're a game and a half back. And now, right now, currently, what? how many games are the Nets behind the Celtics? It's, it's like four now. It's three or four right now. It is, give me a second. So yeah, the Nets are currently five and four, four and a half games back now instead of the two and a half they were when they played the Celtics. But no, Kenny Atkinson wanted to teach D'Lo a lesson, so uh, looks like I mean th- it's very possible they lose that game anyway. But, but he had a better, better chance. chance. Yeah, I feel like that's not the game to do so when you're up against a team that's ahead of you in the standings. You could have done it. Or you could have just talked to him after the game. I'm sure he would have understood. Like that wasn't the time for that. But it, it was a controversial thing on Twitter. We're not saying, like, Kenny Atkinson's a bad coach or anything. That was just a bad decision in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, on to the last game of this little spurt. The Nets beat the Bulls 122-117. to 117. We're going to get through this one quick. Just skipping. It seems like they always play closed games with the Bulls when they should be blowing them <laughs> They play closed games with all the trash teams. I don't understand. But go we're Okay, gonna... so I'll go through the two worst players on the Nets first. Trevion Graham and Rodion Skrooks. Had nine points on three of 17 shooting. That's really all I got to say. That is just not a good showing. <laughs> and then um, Joe Harris, 17 points, five of 11, two of seven from the uh, three-point line, five rebounds, three assists. D'Lo had 30 and seven assists with zero turnovers. That's like, steals. It's like the third time he's done that this season. Not many other players have this season. Shabazz Napier also continued his solid play. He had 24 points on 8 of 17 shooting with 5 threes, 4 assists, and 3 steals. And then Ronda House Jefferson, 18 and 21 minutes, 7 of 10 from the field, 4 rebounds. And uh, yeah, on to the Chicago box score. Really only Jabari Parker, Zach Levine, and Lori Markin, and no one else really went off. Yeah, Markin had 18 and 19. All of them were defensive rebounds, and so none of them were offensive rebounds. He was 6-15 from the field. Zach Levine, 26-11 from the field. And then, uh, yeah, Jabari Parker, 22 points in 22 minutes, 10-15 from the field, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, uh, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. Jamar, a great game from Jabari Parker. Season, probably. Yeah, I feel like the, the Bulls are really only playing him so that other teams can see how good he is and they can trade him because I don't really think they want him on the team anymore. But uh, they envisioned something way different with him, and it's yeah, not it didn't work out at all in the slightest. But yeah, that's it 
for the box scores. Now we're going to talk about probably the most polarizing thing in basketball right now. Anthony Davis. So everybody believes he's going to go to the Lakers. To be honest, I hope he goes to the Lakers. I'm a Lakers fan. But I, I either want him to go to the Lakers or the Nets. But uh, everyone believes he's going to go to the Lakers. Do you think the Nets have a shot at getting Anthony Davis? No, because then they have to trade Karis LeVert and D'Angelo Russell. And there's no, po- there's no point at this point. It's like, it would be like the, the Heat trading for Anthony Davis and trading away Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow, Tyler Johnson, and three first-round picks, and then you're stuck with Drogic, Anthony Davis. <laughs> That's it. James Johnson, I guess. Like, that. There's no point of, of giving away your whole starting lineup to get him. The Lakers are going to do that because they have LeBron. That's that's the difference because they know they're not trading LeBron. So they give away everyone but LeBron and then you can piece around little minor pieces and it's going to be great because they have LeBron and Anthony Davis. But no other teams can really do that. Um, Yeah, I don't think they're going to get AD out, nor do I think they should get AD. If the opportunity was to arise, like, sure, like, pull the trigger. But I wouldn't suggest giving up D'Lo or Levert. Really, only Dinwiddie, like the, out of your guards, that's probably okay. So, before we get out of here, we just want to talk about the Knicks trade with Chris Stapps. Basically, we just want to talk about how idiotic it was for them. And people are saying, like, oh, it was the best trade they could have got for Chris Stapps. Yeah, we know he was gonna leave. Okay, that's the problem itself the fact that he wanted to leave. That just shows how incompetent of an organization the Knicks are. You And the fact that they traded him for Dennis Smith is even worse. Because back in 2017... They passed when, up on exactly, Dennis Smith. When people were telling them to draft Dennis Smith, they wanted to go and take Frank. So now they have Frank and Dennis Smith. They give away Chris Stapps, or as the angry Knicks fans called him, Tingus Pingus in one video... <laughs> So they gave away Tingus Pingus for DSJ. This is karma to those fans who are booing and calling him Tingus Pingus on draft day, and they get what they deserve: losing a star, getting an expiring contract, DeAndre Jordan, and old Wesley Matthews, and uh, inconsistent Dennis Smith, and two first-round picks that might not even be top fifteen. Exactly, and then they're like, we're tanking for Zion. Do you not remember when you had the first pick in uh, 2015 when you were supposed to get Cat, and you ended up with Chris Stapps, and now you traded him? And so- they and they gave up, they gave up Tim Hardaway Jr. and Trey Burke and Chris Stapps and Courtney Lee, all to the max. They used Chris Stapps as a way to dump salary, which is insane. So the biggest. The biggest loser of this trade, other than the Knicks organization, is probably like Jalen Brunson and Devin Harris, who will lose their <laughs> minutes to Trey Burke, probably. And and I just want to say, like, of course, in a dream scenario, the way this works out for the Knicks is if they sign two free agents, KD and Kyrie, with their max contract space but now. But how many times have we heard before the Knicks will get this guy? How many Knicks times have we heard the, the like the, everyone wants guy. to go play for the Lakers or the Knicks because it's L.A. or New York? And but, how many free agents did the but, Lakers miss? So it's the same thing as St. John's where we go to school. Oh, they play at MSG. Who doesn't want to play at MSG? Meanwhile, we only get... Good enough Three-star rec- recruits. No, we only get good enough recruits to make a starting five because our bench is very subpar 
And that's the reason, if we make the tournament, that we'll probably get kicked out in the first round. And and so, if it, let's say Kyrie comes, which he, if any free agent comes, I think they have the best chance with Kyrie. KD? I think Kemba is the best chance with the Knicks. Maybe, maybe. KD? I definitely don't see him coming. They're like, oh, because KD tweeted that Royal Ivy is his best friend, and Royal Ivy's an assistant coach for the Knicks. That KD's gonna come. Look, bottom okay, line. Okay, yeah. Bottom line, I believe if Kyrie goes anywhere, he's going to go where Kawhi goes because I think Kawhi's gonna leave Toronto, and I think they're teaming up. That's my opinion. I would. If KD goes his own way or stays, whatever. We'll see what happens. I wouldn't bank on KD following a best friendship when I seem to remember him calling Russell Westbrook his brother and then leaving him the year after. So I don't think KD really cares about friends. Also, why would KD go somewhere at 31 years old where it's going to be the worst team he's ever played on? Why would he want to exert more energy as he gets older? Why would he want it to be harder as he gets older instead of easier? There's no way around this. The Knicks are the mo- the most incompetent franchise ever. James Dolan is a horrible owner, but he refused to sell the team, and they will rot while he owns it. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Make sure you go subscribe to us and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. You can look up Hoopball Nets, Brooklyn Nets. Make sure to go subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Nets. You can follow us individually at Najee Adams underscore. If you don't know how to spell Najee, it's N-A-J-E-E Adams underscore. Hunter's at Hunter underscore J-K-R. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you all next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.